let's get you to where you need to get to so that you can continue to get to your goals, get to your dreams, get to the impact that you deserve to make, which will then transpire into the income that comes along with that. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months, with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. It is the day after Easter, and I don't know if you're anything like me, but I think I ate like my body weight in Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. Like, you know, the ones that not the small eggs, but the ones that are like the full size eggs. I think I literally ate my body weight in Reese's peanut butter cup eggs. So this girl's got to get moving today and she's got to get behind this desk. But I wanted to come to you today and actually talk to you a little bit about some conversations that I actually had with my family around the Easter table. I almost said around the Christmas table, but actually around the Easter table. And one of the conversations that we actually had was around this concept of failing. And what it was really about, and I want to I want to go back a little bit and actually share with you a little bit about my family dynamic. So we have a lot of business owners in my family. We have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. I have an uncle that runs a very successful granite shop, a very successful granite business. I have an aunt that's an extremely successful realtor. Um, I have a brother-in-law that owns his own uh, financial business. I have a sister that, you know, is very successful. She owns a hair salon, right? So I have a lot of people in my family that are very successful and then also own their own businesses. So we were having a lot of conversation around failures. And one of the things that came up was my uncle actually said, I actually don't believe in failures because if you actually fail, that means that you are actually trying, right? So my sister had made a comment that she had recently done something in her business and she really felt like a failure. And my uncle had said, you know, I actually don't believe that that was a failure because there's so many other people in that space, right? In that beauty space that probably have never even taken that leap. So while you may categorize it in air quotes as a failure, you actually have done the things that so many other people haven't done. And it was such a great reframe. And it was such a great time for me to even sit back and maybe not even contribute to that particular conversation because they were talking about granite and they were talking about hair, but really just sitting back and even looking at my own life and things that I've maybe said like, oh, I failed at that, right? Maybe it was a failed launch or maybe it was an, an email open rate that wasn't as good or maybe it was a master class or maybe it was doing a fitness competition and not coming in the place that I wanted or it was a marathon, right? Like there were so many other things that I actually sat back and just kind of listened and thought to myself, well, 
all these other failures that I thought that I had in life, they really weren't failures because there's so many other people sitting on the sidelines that haven't done it. And this was other a really big light bulb moment for me. I'm listening to people tell me that I'm failing who are on the sidelines, who aren't actually in the arena. So it's like, who are you also taking advice from? Who are you also letting, you know, say like, oh, well, that wasn't a good launch or, you know, maybe you should have made more money or maybe you should have done it that way or maybe you should have tweaked this messaging. It's like, are they really in the arena with you or are they the people that are sitting on the sidelines, you know, being willing to, you know, throw stones, but they're not actually the ones that are going in there. So it was really this really great conversation. And I thought, you know what, this would make a really good podcast episode. So, you know, I kind of wanted to come on here today and even just challenge some of you guys or even invite you to think to yourself, what are some things right now that you're doing in your business that maybe you are categorizing or even in air quoting feel like maybe you're doing that are failing. Maybe you're starting a Facebook group and it feels like a failure because maybe it's crickets, but you're doing it. You're doing it and you're putting in the work and you're putting in the time and maybe your audience just hasn't caught up yet. Maybe you've launched something and it's in air quotes failed because nobody signed up yet, but you're doing the damn thing. You're showing up as an entrepreneur. You're going after your dreams. You're not working a shitty nine to five that you don't like anymore. Or maybe you were a stay at home mom and now you're really going after your dreams or you're really going after your passion, right? Like it's not a failure. It's literally one step in the right direction of what it is that you want to do. Maybe you've failed um, with a coaching relationship, right? Maybe you hired a coach and the relationship failed and you didn't like it, but you went all in. You made an investment in yourself. You learned something from it. Maybe you learned something about yourself. Maybe you learned something about the industry. Maybe you learned something about the program. Maybe you learned how you don't want to coach, right? Like there's so many things I think that we sit and we say like, oh, I failed at this. But if you really sit back, maybe grab a pen and paper, maybe you grab a journal, you know, and you really sit and say like, what was the lesson in this? And what can I really take out of this, right? So I'm going to share a couple with you guys on this podcast. So I ran a marathon. Oh my gosh. How many years has it been now? Probably eight years ago. And for those of you guys that don't know this, I used to be extremely overweight, like 70 pounds heavier than what I am right now. And I went through a terrible divorce that rocked me to my core. And I said to myself, I'm going to run a marathon just to one run and get out of my own headspace and to just show him that I can run, which was so interesting because he isn't even a runner. He's not even someone who's fit, but I don't know why I had this like hair up my ass that I was going to run a marathon. So interestingly enough, I didn't even train for this marathon. I was like, I'm going to go run the Detroit marathon in my parents, my friends, like people in my circle were like, Jillian, you probably should not just go run a marathon one. Like you don't run you've never really ran. You're not really in shape, honey. And it's a really long way. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run this marathon. I'm going to run 26 miles. And you guys, I did not train for this. I didn't have the right uh, equipment, right? I didn't have the right, the right. I mean, I, I was not prepared and I ran this marathon and I failed miserably in my, in my mind. Okay. Like I struggled every mile. 
I wanted to quit at like half a mile in. I think I got to like mile three and I was like literally dead. Like I was already like chafing on my inner thighs. I was crying. Um, my parents were like texting me like, how is it? I'm like, I want to die. I had like 23 more miles to go. And at the Detroit Marathon, you actually run from Detroit and then you run into Canada and then you come back. So once you get into Canada, like you're stuck because you're in another country. So then you have to come back. So at the 13 mile mark, my parents were actually there. Stay with me for the story. I promise it's going to it's going to get better. My parents were actually at the 13 and a half mile marker and they were literally begging me to like stop. They're like, Jillian, you don't have to do this. You were literally going to die. Like, do not run any farther. And I was like, I got this right. So I continued to run the other 13 miles and I finished. And let me tell you, you guys, when I finished, there was nobody left at the Detroit Marathon. All the water stations were cleaned up. There was no more medals to be had. Like the security was gone, right? Like I was, I finished the marathon in like 14 hours or something. It was insane, right? It was like ridiculous how long it took me to do this, but I did it. But I felt like such a failure after because I was like, there was no medals. There was no water when I was done. I didn't even want to take a picture. I was like, I failed at this marathon, right? I failed, I failed, I failed. But now looking back, I crushed that marathon. Failing would have been not doing it. Failing would have been not even starting it. Failing would have been leaving at the three mile mark. Failing would have been not going into Canada because like now that I'm in it, I'm in it. Failing would have been leaving at the 13 mile mark. Failing would have been like stopping on the side of the road and being like, can you guys please come get me? Like, right? Like, even though I felt like I failed this marathon, like I crushed this marathon, right? So that was like story number one. Story number two, where I feel I felt like a complete failure was after the marathon, I got a second hair at my ass that I was going to now compete in fitness shows because, well, there was another story in between there. After I ran the marathon, I was like, okay, I'm completely overweight. I'm now going to lose this weight. So I lost 70 pounds. Then after I lost the 70 pounds, I decided I was going to compete in a fitness show. Well, there's a difference between competing in a fitness show when you're fit versus competing in a fitness show because you just lost a lot of weight. So I joined my first fitness show just being like, in air quotes, the fat girl who lost weight, did not know what I was doing, like just showed up to this fitness show because I thought like I was fit because I lost weight, did not even realize that being someone who lost weight did not put you in the same category as somebody who was meant to be on stage in a fitness show. So I showed up, did not have an ounce of muscle on my body. I had like, my skin was all like saggy because I lost a bunch of weight. I did not have any muscle tone. Like I did not deserve to be on the stage at all. And I say this humbly, like I'm not trying to be like a jerk. I did not deserve to be on the stage, but I went up on the stage and I came in last place. Okay failed miserably, but I didn't fail because I went through it. Even though I knew I didn't belong up there, I could have left, but I went up there. I showed up and I still did the damn thing. And I was embarrassed and I still went up there and I still did it because I had such a belief in myself that like, I'm still going to do the damn thing. Now forward I then went on to compete in seven fitness shows, okay? Seven of those fitness shows, I actually won. 
And then I went on to compete. And then I was in fitness magazines. I was in shape magazine. I was in oxygen magazine, right? So if I never would have failed, I never would have got the energy, the motivation, all the things to keep going. So I needed to fail miserably in order to see what I wanted to do. So I wanted to share again, like the story with you guys, because maybe there's something right now that you're failing in, in air quotes, right? But what I also had to do was even when I came off the stage in this fitness show, I knew there was two things I needed. And I were, I say this to all of my one-on-one coaching clients. If you've ever worked with me, you know this. There's two things you need in order to hit, to hit a goal. You need the belief that you can do it, okay? So I had the belief that I could win a fitness show. I was like, if these skinny bitches up here can win a fitness show, I can absolutely win a fitness show. I have an unwavering belief in myself, sometimes to the point that I'm like, I don't even know where it came from, but I have such a belief in myself. And then number two is you have to have a plan. How are you going to get there, right? How am I going to win a fitness show? How am I going to end up in a magazine? How am I going to win the trophy? How am I going to win the sponsorships? Okay. So I then had to have a plan of how I was going to get there. Well, guess what? Jillian Murphy didn't know how to get there. So even though I knew I wanted to get there, the plan could not be executed without somebody else. So the plan had to include a mentor. The plan had to include a coach, right? So what did I do? I went and sought out the most sought out fitness coach on the internet, Adam from See You Later Leaner, right? He was the most expensive, the most sought out. He wasn't even in Michigan, but I was like, if I want to win and if I want to be one of the best and if I want to be in the magazines and get the sponsorships and all the things, I'm going to hire the best. And I did it. I hired Adam, him and I worked together We had a plan and we made it happen. And this is no different than entrepreneurship. So right now, if you are failing, again, in air quotes, and you're struggling and you're like, I'm trying to get the business off the ground, or I'm trying to create the offers, or I'm trying to sell, or I'm trying to launch the book, or I'm trying to start the podcast, or whatever it is, whatever your thing is right now that you are struggling with or failing forward with, pause this right now, literally pause this episode. And write down, who do you need in your circle? Who do you need in your circle to make this happen? Is it a sales coach? I got you. Is it a business coach? I got you. Is it someone to help you start your podcast? Send me a DM and I'll connect you. Is it someone to help you write a book? Send me a DM. I'll connect you. Is it more networking? Stop. I'll connect you. Right? Let me know what it is that you need and I can help connect you to the right people. There's no reason why, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you should not have every tool in your tool belt to get you to where you need to go. I'm a master connector, and I can connect you to the right people. So let's get you to where you need to get to so that you can continue to get to your goals, get to your dreams, get to the impact that you deserve to make, which will then transpire into the income that comes along with that. So again, I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. This was a full circle moment. It was really exciting to share this with you guys today. I always love when I can come on the podcast and share, again, some more like real life stories with you guys. And then again, 
you know, if you guys are looking for someone to help you, to link arms with you, there's so many different ways you can come into my world. You know, we have the membership, which is literally $2 a day. You can come in, you can learn sales, you can learn mindset, you can learn marketing, you can learn pricing, you can learn offers. You know, we have the sales and social mastermind. We have one-on-one coaching opportunities available. So if you are in a place right now in your business and you need more help, you need more support, stop this podcast episode, slide into my DMs, and let's have a conversation of how I can best support you based on where you are at right now in your business. Until next time, my friends, have a great day. In true Julian fashion, go sell something and have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts? Or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.